Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. If you do a Google search for perfectionism and creativity, you'll notice that there are an awful lot of articles out there suggesting that perfectionism, quote, kills creativity. I think we probably all know on some level that pursuing excellence is better, or at least healthier, than pursuing perfection. But you might be hard-pressed to convince a perfectionist that excellence is good enough. At least I certainly remember a time in my life when excellence felt like settling, and perfect was the only acceptable standard to aim for. Plus, some perfectionists might rationalize their perfectionism by deciding that they're the good kind of perfectionist rather than the bad kind. Good perfectionism, being where you maintain high standards and strive to meet those standards, aka perfectionistic strivings, and bad perfectionism being where you're focused less on high standards and more on avoiding mistakes and worrying about what other people will think of you if you mess up, also known as perfectionistic concerns. And sure, there have been some studies where perfectionistic strivings were associated with more positive characteristics like intrinsic motivation and effort, while perfectionistic concerns are associated with more anxiety, depression, and distress. And there are some studies which suggest that athletes who are high in perfectionistic strivings do tend to outperform athletes who are low in perfectionistic strivings. But when it comes to creativity, is even this type of perfectionism actually good? Like, do having perfectionistic standards contribute something extra above and beyond aiming for excellence? Or is it true that perfectionism does indeed slaughter, butcher, massacre, maim, or otherwise suppress our creative potential? There's been a lot of research done on perfectionism over the years, but surprisingly, there hasn't been so much research on this particular question. So a team of Canadian researchers recruited 279 college students and had them complete a range of questionnaires on various aspects of their lives, like academic motivation and stress management, as well as the degree to which they approached their schoolwork with perfectionism or excellencism. Essentially, they had to respond to questions like, my goal at school is to be very productive, or my goal at school is to perform perfectly, or my goal at school is to be exceptionally productive all the time by rating each on a scale from 1 to 7, where 1 equals not at all, and 7 equals totally. And then they were asked to complete a commonly used test of creative potential, 
where they were given five minutes to write down as many creative things they could do with a newspaper, another five minutes to generate a list of all the creative uses they could imagine for a brick, and finally, five minutes to name all of the things they could think of that make noise. The researchers counted up the total number of responses each participant generated, and then a pair of judges evaluated the originality of each answer, based on how unusual, remote, or clever the response was. And then the researchers looked at participants' perfectionism versus excellenceism scores to see if they were perfection strivers, that is, high perfectionism scores and low excellenceism scores, or excellence strivers, that is, high excellenceism scores and low perfectionism scores, or if they were non-strivers, that is, low on both perfectionism and excellenceism. So, Was there any difference in creativity scores between students who were more perfection-striving and those who were more excellence-striving? Indeed, there was. The students who scored high on excellenceism and low on perfectionism had significantly higher scores on the test of creative potential. They not only generated more responses to the prompts, but their responses were rated as being more original, too. On the other hand, the students who scored high on perfectionism and low on excellenceism had consistently lower scores on the creativity test. These participants not only generated fewer responses, but the responses that they did come up with were rated as being less original. And just out of curiosity, how did the students who were low in both excellenceism and perfectionism do? Well, interestingly, their performance was basically the same as the perfectionists. That's right, the perfectionists' performance on this test of creative potential was not really any different than the slackers in the group who weren't even in the habit of aiming for excellence. So, at least when it comes to demonstrating one's creative potential, the study suggests that being the sort of person who pursues excellence leads to better results than being the sort of person who pursues errorless standards of perfection. And why might this be? Well, the authors propose a few explanations for why excellenceism may be more conducive to creative thinking than perfectionism. For one, perfection strivers can have a tendency to rely on familiar strategies that they already know and use, rather than looking for new and uncertain strategies that might be better, but could also introduce the possibility of slower or less perfect performance. Which can leave them stuck doing the same old thing, rather than adapting or being flexible and thinking more creatively. Previous research suggests that perfection strivers can also be more self-critical, judgmental, and overly analytical of their ideas, which can block the natural flow and process of generating new creative ideas. If you've ever tried brainstorming in a situation where you were worried about being criticized, you probably remember how much more difficult it was to focus, be engaged in the task, and generate ideas when a part of you was worried about what other people would say, or how well you were doing, or how much time you had left. Essentially, the authors note that striving for flawless, perfect performance above and beyond excellence may be counterproductive when it comes to creative tasks, and that perfectionism is likely to limit the amount of, quote, experimentation, spontaneity, and openness, end quote, one is willing to make room for. And sure, while it can feel pretty crappy to mess up or make mistakes, playing it safe and doing things the same way we've always done them isn't a whole lot of fun either making for not just an uninspired performance, but a whole lot of dull practice sessions too. You can find links to this week's study and other resources at bulletproofmusician.com blog. And if you found the episode helpful, please share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think might also enjoy experimenting with this during the coming week.